0: Welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, where we break the tried-and-true presentation rules so that you can create a speech that stands out, makes an impact, and positions you as the go-to expert. And now, your host, the instigator of the presentation rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazer. When speakers think about doing video for their business, they think about the sizzle reel. That... minute trailer that captures who they are what their message is and how they deliver it on the stage however if you think that the only video you need in your speaking business is your sizzle reel you're missing out on a huge opportunity to be seen to be known I'm not just talking about being known, but having your name synonymous with your message, and video also helps get speaking gigs. So, I am bringing on my go-to person for all things video. Her name is Katia Barbanova. She's also known as Livestream Katia Online. She is a video marketing strategist who specializes in creating viral video funnels for influencers and entrepreneurs. I just have to say, I met Katia because of Todd Herman's The 90 Day Year. I just observed her online and just loved her energy. She was so transparent. She's just so giving and fun that I actually ended up signing up under her for The 90 Day Year because she was so cool. When I had never ever talked to her, I like messaged her and was like, Hey, I just signed up under you. And it's been amazing ever since. So Katia started her business with a 100 bucks and the Periscope app. And she created one of the most impactful communities in the live stream space, Perry 10k. And I'm a part of that community. And she ended up turning that into a membership club and quit her job within 90 days. Eventually, she tapped into the viral video space and created a few videos that amplified her influence in the industry and helped her discover the power of viral video content. And today, at the age of 26, oh, you're so young, I love it. Katia helps others to be the star of their own business through the power of video. So welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, Katia. I'm so excited to have you. I'm more excited than you. (laughs) No doubt
1: about that. No doubt about that. You're one of the most incredible people that I've worked with, and it's just been amazing to see you get more visible over the last couple of years. And In fact, I remember when you came to the 90-day year, that's what you said to me. I want to be more visible. That is all you said to me and everybody listening to this Michelle actually can teach you a thing or two about videos herself. (laughs) Believe me when I say that. (laughs) So thank you for having
0: me. Oh yeah, I'm so happy. So how has video helped you land speaking gigs? Because I know you've had some incredible experience of getting on some great stages because of your video.
1: I'll tell you a funny story. My very first speaking gig, actually, I was on Periscope at the time, uh, broadcasting a lot. And I met this lady through Periscope. She was watching my broadcast. I was watching her broadcast. And then she was launching her own events in the U.K., you know, at the time when we met, she didn't have any events whatsoever, but we became really good friends. And when she launched her very first event, there were 200 people there and she invited me to speak at that. That was my first ever speaking gig. But for her, it wasn't a risk at all because she's already seen me on Periscope and she was like, I really like Katia, I really like her energy. I think she'd be great on stage. I remember doing that speaking gig. I practiced for it so much because I really wanted to do her proud and I really wanted to mm-hmm. actually do a good job for her and then at the end of the actual speaking gig like at the end of my talk I finish with and by the way some of you don't know this but this was my very first speaking gig and everyone just went what are you kidding (laughs) and then everyone just went oh my god that's incredible so I think that kind of tops it at the end What that tells you there is that live streaming got me the first speaking gig and made sure I nailed it. Made sure I nailed it. I didn't stumble on I didn't have any hiccups. I didn't have any nerves. It was just like being on periscope but instead i was in a room with 200 people i was getting more views on periscope myself i was like on periscope i was talking to a thousand i was like oh yeah 200 people yeah, yeah i can handle that <laughs> <laughs> and also it's 200 people that don't talk at you while on periscope they're like talking back to you and you're like shut up you're interrupting me you're distracting me on real stage it was actually like oh nobody's talking at me here i'm the boss
0: Yay! <laughs> I love that because I know like being on stage versus being on like Facebook live or Periscope I get so distracted by the comments like because I want to interact because it's an interactive yeah. performance at the same time when you're on stage you're like oh this is my space and if somebody's interacting with you it's because either you've asked for it or they're a jerk and they're heckling so there you go but that is an awesome story and really shows like how powerful video can be to like get you known which actually leads me to my next question. Why should speakers be doing more with video than just their sizzle reel?
1: The thing with the video, speaking and video, it's the same thing. You are improving your communication skills every time you're on stage. Every next speaking gig is better than your last one. It's kind of the same thing with video. Every new video that you make is better than the last one and your communication skills improve generally. One of the things I can tell you right now, Michelle, is I can get on any podcast, any TV show, any stage and I can be asked the most bizarre or the most embarrassing (laughs) questions or I can be asked something really like personal. Well, you know what, because I've done so much practice of live streaming and doing that live interaction with people, I can handle pretty much any answer. I can handle any question. You can ask me stuff I don't want to answer. I have the ability to think on my feet, to answer it in a way that doesn't make me look unprepared. That's the worst thing. When you answer something and you just look like flustered, like, oh, oh it's just so bad. And it's actually allowed me to just be more persuasive in general Mm -hmm. because of that, that I don't stumble my words. I don't spend 15 minutes thinking about what I'm going to say next. And I've done that really well. So I personally believe that a good speaker that is committed to mastering their craft at speaking, you are silly to not Put the time and effort to improve your communication skills through video. And also, through video, you get to impact more people online, you get to impact more people on Facebook, on YouTube, wherever that video goes. And here's the cool part as well. The more video of you online, the more people actually see you as a speaker. If there's no video of you online, they are not considering you as one. They may think of you as an expert. They may think of you as a writer. They may think of you as a panelist or something like that. But they wouldn't think of you as a speaker because there's not enough videos of you out there. And I personally am a huge believer. I don't trust anyone until I see their face and until I hear them speak. I don't trust anyone until I see them on video. I can't because I need to feel the energy. Just because you're good at writing, that doesn't mean I would like your energy of how you show up. So it's not even a nice to have anymore to do video. It's the fastest way to build know, like, and trust. It's the fastest way to get better at speaking. It's the fastest way to reach the people you want to reach And it's almost a no-brainer to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. One of the things that this is reminding me of, because this is a part of like create your own damn stage month. The thing about video is that you can do it anytime. Like you don't have to wait for someone to offer you a speaking gig. Like you can go live right after you finish listening to this and get your message out there. So yeah, it's great for improving. It's great for being seen and know, like, and trust and positioning yourself as a speaker, but it gives you a venue to share your message and reach so many more people. And I don't see enough speakers taking advantage of that.
1: Maybe they haven't actually seen the power of it. Like for Mm. me, the biggest realization was when I had my record month of viewers. I went live like two or three times a day in October 2016, and I had 250,000 live viewers watch me just in that month. Anybody listening to this, 250,000. How can you possibly ever be on stage in front of even 100,000 people, even 10,000? How the hell can you be on stage in front of 10,000 people per month? We're talking 25 times more than 10,000 here that I was able to do with Periscope at the time when Periscope was still buzzing and was growing and everything. That was when I realized it's just such a good opportunity. And you know what? I have to tell you, because I got so good at getting viewers online, I kind of just stopped saying yes to free speaking gigs. Oh, yeah, you want to give me exposure in front of 50 people? (laughs) How can I even have a thousand. What, do, what, have you got, what have you got to say about that? You know what that happens? When you have that bargaining position, they're willing to pay for you. They're willing to say, you know what, we'll just pay you. Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. When you have a bargaining position and you're coming from a place of, I don't need your gig. You need me more than I need you. That's when people pay you.
0: I'm blown away right now because I've never thought about it like that. I feel like speakers have become such a commodity. Like, oh well, they are. Know, like, I don't need you. I can get somebody else to speak for free. But if you come in and you're like, oh man, I got a quarter of a million people to view me in a month. Why would I want to speak to like a hundred people? They'd be like, oh wow, wow. <laughs> and then that makes them want to pay you and it is it's such a great bargaining chip and that just yeah. blew my mind like leverage it's the l word leverage 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 like, leverage
1: not alpha loser but alpha leverage <laughs> <laughs> you can be like to the event organizer you just got leveraged boss <laughs> That I'm- could be a new thing in the speaker industry that could be we can coin this new term leveraged. get leveraged <laughs>
0: Well, and if I'm an event organizer and I know that you can get a quarter of a million people to watch you on live stream, I want you to speak at my event and I will pay because I know that you will give my event exposure. Like you will get on your live stream and you will mention like, hey, if you're in Seattle, I'm speaking at such and such an event and you should come. And with that amount of reach of course there are going to be people from Seattle that will end up coming to this event. Like it just makes so much sense.
1: And can I add something to that? Mm-hmm. Whenever people, you know this, whenever organizers are actually choosing speaker, what do they actually care about? Okay, let's see who are the speakers out there who have the most followers so that they can sell some tickets on our behalf. That's how they're thinking. They're thinking who has the bigger audience. They're not thinking who's got the most experience or who's the better speaker or who's the most knowledgeable person in that area. What they're thinking is Which speakers are going to make us the most money?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which speakers are going to make us the most money on that event? And all things being equal, like if there are two sales speakers and you're the sales speaker with the bigger platform, with more reach, with more people, they're probably going to give you the gig over someone else.
1: Always, always, always. Like I was in talks about speaking at an event this year with 600 people. And one of the questions they were like, will we be promoting this event? If we get you on that stage, will you be promoting this event? They care about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They do. Especially if they're selling big events, 600, 1,000 people. They want to sell tickets. They're not going to get a bunch of people who are just good on stage but can't bring a, a single bum on the seat. Mm -hmm. They want someone who can do both. And why wouldn't they? Like, think about it. If you're an organizer, why wouldn't you want both? Why wouldn't you want somebody who is both a great speaker, someone who's really engaging, who's going to pay attention to the audience and has a big audience? There's so much abundance of those people out there that it's almost like you're both great speakers, but sorry, this person will actually bring me at least 10 tickets, which will make me like Mm $5,000. So I'll just have to, you know, I'll just have to choose that please. Because, you know, I don't run events for a not-for-profit. I'm running a business here. So I need to make a profit. (laughs) That is literally how people are thinking. So the power of video isn't just about getting better, isn't just about having leverage. It's also about actually building an audience online so that you have more oomph (laughs) about your proposal. And, And you can go and say, you know what, I can charge more because of that audience. And they will pay for it because it's worth it.
0: Yeah, the the advertising is Mm -hmm. worth it. The exposure is worth it. So one of the things I know you're known for is viral video. And you've had some viral video. So I would love for you to explain, because I think when people think of viral video, they think of, I don't know the cat videos that gets watched like nine billion yeah. times. <laughs> yeah, that's a viral video for sure. Yeah. yeah. So what is your approach to viral video for businesses and mm-hmm. for speakers?
1: I think the best example out there that most of this audience would recognize is JP Sears. Yes. He is such a great example of somebody who is leveraging viral video for his business. For those of you that know JP Sears, he is the weird guy that is like passive, aggressive, sarcastic guy that just talks about first world problems. That's his specialty. First world problems. Talks about being a vegan. Talks about being gluten-free. Talks about Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. So what he knows really well is that there's people out there who believe certain things but aren't necessarily feeling comfortable sharing them out loud. So, you know, we're thinking these things, but we'd never say them because they may be rude. He's really good at leveraging videos like that to get business for himself. Like for example, when he launched a book, he used the viral video to promote his book. When he launched his membership site, he would use the viral videos to launch his uh, membership sites. And the reason they work is because viral videos are videos that don't feel salesy, And they feel like they're shareable. If Mm -hmm. something's shareable, it spreads much faster. If it spreads much faster, you're reaching an organic new audience without paying for any ads. Well, you can pay for ads, but you don't have to pay that much. Let's say you want to reach a million views on your video. If the video is really good, you can end up spending money for 500,000 views instead but with the 500,000 views you've paid for, you can acquire 3 million views, right? Mm. So if the video is good, You can pay to leverage it and then you can reach more people. Now, what's the benefit of reaching more people? Well, it is obviously that number one, you get to share your message to the world in a way that you've always wanted. But number two, the social proof of other your videos going viral is huge. You will not believe the amount of people at the last event that I went to. I was an attendee, I wasn't a speaker. But the event was like an online entrepreneur event. It's such a small world. Everybody knows each other. I swear, Michelle, I had this guy who was sitting on the table with me. And he was whispering something to the girl next to him. And that girl was like, Richard here said he's watched your that video like 20 times. He's like a massive fan. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cute. And he was like, I know every single word out of that three minute and 40 second video. Like, He knows every single line because he's watched it so many times. And it reminds me of the power of having something go viral means mm. that you become memorable, means that people start associating you with something. Remember how you said earlier when the best thing you can do is to have your name being associated with your message. Yes. And I think that's what happened. People started associating me with those funny videos and The reason I do funny videos is because I believe that business should be fun. I believe life is about fun. And if you're not having fun, but you're making a lot of money, what a terrible life that is. (laughs) Because of that, people can feel that. I don't even have to say it. I just show them. This is what fun is for me. And this is how I have fun in my business by creating silly videos. By doing so, I reach more people, my Facebook ads are cheaper, then I retarget those people and actually they become leads. As you have a bigger pool of viewers, you have a bigger pool for leads as well. One of the biggest misconceptions people have is, oh, I'll just put money in Facebook ads and I'll get a bunch of leads. But if you don't have people to target with your freebies and to target with your lead magnets, you're not going to get any leads. It's not just going to work for you to run an advert to people that don't know you. That's not how it's going to work. So you need to warm some people up first, but the only way to warm people up first is to run other ads to cold traffic, Mm -hmm. to not get too technical here, but it's so much harder to get traction If you are not using the power of something shareable, because think about it. Something that is shared is something that evoked emotion. Ah. Something that evoked emotion is something that will always be remembered. Remember that old saying, people don't remember you for what you did for them, but they will remember you for how you made them feel. Yes. 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 That's one of those things. If you make them feel something from that video, they will remember you. And to give you, a, I think Ryan Dyes has this saying. He always says that relationships are like a bank. You can deposit money into that relationship bank, or you can draw money from that relationship bank. Every time you draw money, meaning you ask your audience for something give me money, or give me your email address every time you draw money, your bank balance goes on a minus. Every time you deposit money, deposit relational money, they feel more indebted to you. So every time you invoke an emotion, such as you make them laugh, every time you make them laugh, that's depositing into that bank account straight away. Every time you make them feel inspired, that deposits into that relationship. So when you come to the place where you ask for something they're much more willing to say yes and I personally have discovered that it's the fastest way to do that with something that spreads rather than to do it with live streams and I give this example I'm known as the live stream queen because I did so much live streaming. I love live streaming for nurturing. Live streaming for nurturing is the best way to do nurturing. Viral videos don't nurture. They're just like a one hit kind of thing. Live streams are great for nurturing. And I would get, I don't know, a thousand views per live stream. Can you imagine how many live streams do I need to do to get 400,000 views? I need to do 400 live streams to get 400,000 views. And that's just the idea of 400 live streams. That's like one a day for an entire year and some. Instead, I can spend two hours scripting a video. Five hours shooting it, putting it out there, and getting 400,000 views on one video. And suddenly you're like, oh, I don't have to do 400 live streams to get the same result. I can do mm. one video, right? Yeah. It's that like makes the sense. quality over quantity. For speaking, it's good because it makes you look famous. It makes you look like, oh, wow, this person's getting traction. We better get them booked in right now as they're gaining traction because the more traction they get, the more expensive they're going to be.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also an opportunity to show your creativity You know, I think that's so powerful. It's like, yeah, it's one thing to see you on stage, but it's also one thing to like see you doing a video where you're making people laugh or you're doing something creative that people are talking about and spreading. So I feel like you're not just like a one-trick pony, like, I can get on stage and do a good job. It's like, no, look at this. This is a creative body of work that is fun, it is shareable, it invokes emotion. And to me, that's super powerful for speakers to start thinking about.
1: It's actually very true. They do appear a lot more innovative. That's Mm -hmm. the right word. You're an innovative business owner. You're not just a business owner and a speaker. You're innovative. Mm -hmm. You are creating something that nobody else does. You are pushing over the edge. You are really putting all your time to making your best work out there rather than just creating videos for the sake of creating videos, which by the way, it's okay if you do that, but it's just so much more impactful if you're doing video with
0: purpose. So I have two more questions for you. So one question, I'm sure you hear this one all the time. What if I'm not funny? (laughs) How can I do a viral video if I'm not funny? You don't have to do a
1: funny video at all. First of all, can I just say this? My accountant, I mean, let's be honest, are accountants funny? Not really. But my accountant, (laughs) hello, any accountants in the room? Most accountants aren't funny because they're just really logical people. Logical people find it very hard to crack jokes because for them, everything is like, wait a minute, I have to connect this dot with this dot. While making jokes is not about connecting dots, it's about saying stuff that's ridiculous but true right? Mm -hmm. So my accountant, I've been working with her for the last a month and a half. And we're working on creating a viral video funnel for her accounting firm. And before she signed up, she was like, that was her biggest objection. But Kathy, I'm not really funny. I don't want to do a viral funny video. And I said, guess what, you don't have to, you can do an inspirational video, you can do a motivational video, you can do an educational video, you can do an angry, like a ranty video that gets people pissed off. You can do so many different types of emotions for people. Anger, sadness, happiness, joy, laughter, taboo, controversy. There's so many emotions you can convey as long as you can convey one of those. So she was like, okay, great. I'm probably going to do a, an educational video. And then down the road, we get to the part where we're looking at her message and what she's trying to put out there. Suddenly, she's coming to me saying, do you know what? I think I have changed my mind and I'm thinking we should create a video about funny stuff accountants say. So we decided to create a video called things accountants don't say and there are things that accountants don't say that you wish they would say like one of her lines is congratulations you've made over three million this year and you have no tax to pay in fact the government <laughs> owes you money like <laughs> that's one of her line and then another line is she was sending me her video footage today another line is where she's sitting in a book and by the way we scripted that together like you know mm. that's so not natural to her but she did it so well and she never considered herself as a funny person another line that she did today uh, was basically she was holding a book and she was like i can see that you've put over twenty thousand dollars as a chocolate expense <laughs> I have a question. Do you have some left? (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. Some ridiculous stuff. So we wrote down all the funny things that accountants wouldn't say. And then we turned them really funny. So actually, she who was like, no, no, no. I, I am not a funny person. We ended up creating a comedy video with her. And it is phenomenal. Like I cannot wait to put that video out there. It I is can't wait just, to see it. It's so funny. And then my other customer who she didn't consider herself funny either. She has a weight loss clinic. You know, it's quite a serious matter of being overweight and all that kind of stuff. Through the time she just came to the realization that you know what, everyone in my industry does these sad inspirational transformations like before and afters that are like really inspirational. And she was like, I should just do a parody of like fat diets and stuff that doctors don't say and stuff like that. So she ended up doing a comedy video as well. On your question, what if you're not funny? You don't have to do a funny video. Most likely. Being funny has nothing to do about doing a funny video. If you've got the right script, Mm -hmm. that's what matters. If you've got the right script, you can play a funny video and it can just be a, here's the truth. What's funny, Michelle? What is funny? The truth the truth is the funniest joke of all Mm -hmm. when people go oh my god that's so true that's when a joke hits that's when it's funny so as long as you know how to tell the truth you can make something funny and it has nothing to do about you being funny here's an example tell me something an arrogant speaker may think or say
0: to other people or something or whatever Oh my gosh. So I always think of name dropping. So last week when I was talking with Tony Robbins. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So exactly. They'll be like, so let's say somebody asks them, uh, what's your speaking experience? Oh, you know, I don't really have speaking experience, but you know, I was talking to Tony Robbins last week and, and he said to me, I'd be pretty good on stage. Like, just something ridiculous like that. And you just listen to it and you go, oh my God, that's so true. There are people like that out there. And that's why people share it so that they show, oh, my God, this is so true in our industry, isn't it? And that's what it is about.
0: Yes. I love that. I think, you know, there's a couple of things to unpack there. Like number one, viral video is about emotion. Like you go and approach it as an emotion. So you pick your emotion and then the video comes together. And that I think also being funny, it doesn't matter. It's the collaboration because, you know, you're funny. I know that about you. (laughs) But, you know, if you're collaborating with someone like you or someone like me, you know, you end up getting a script or a speech that can actually be funny, compensate and be funny, even if you don't think you are. So I love those two points. There's no such thing as funny people, only funny things people say. Yes, exactly. I love it. I love it. So one last question. Let's say I'm a speaker and I'm Listen to this, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to get started with video. How would you suggest speakers get started?
1: The very first thing I would do is I would just go on live to start with to get really, really comfortable. Because if they can get to the stage where they don't need a script and they don't need to think about going live and they don't have to think about speaking on camera, it just makes life so much easier. So I would recommend that they go live on Facebook or they go live on Instagram, whatever their platform is. Uh, you can go live on YouTube as well, if that's your mm-hmm. thing. And I would just recommend for them to maybe even give themselves a challenge of, right, right, I'm going to go live for the next five days, every single day. And just start small. You don't have to go full blown. Oh my God, from now on, I'm going to live stream every single day. Like you do not have to do that. And then the second thing I would say is to not worry about equipment at early stages. A lot of people don't start making videos because they think they need the right equipment all you need is one of these it's called a smartphone and it has a camera and it has an inbuilt microphone you know you don't even need a microphone so that's mm-hmm. all you need to get started and I think a lot of people miss that a lot of people just go oh I don't have the equipment I need to buy it first and then I'll do it so don't wait until you have the equipment and then third. If you don't feel comfortable doing it publicly, start somewhere privately, maybe in a small Facebook group, maybe even go live just with one friend. I don't know if you know this, but on Facebook, you can change the privacy setting to only specific people. So you can say, right, I have three people that are really positive, that are really going to cheer me on. They're not going to judge me. I'm just going to go live to them. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I'm not going to show myself to the world just yet. Because I know for me, personally, I was um, the very beginning before I quit my job, I was really scared of going live on Facebook and having all my colleagues see me go live and stuff like that. I was just like, I'm not really sure I want them to see that I'm going live because they're going to figure out I'm trying to quit my job. You know, (laughs) I just went on Periscope instead uh, where they weren't on. so. So those are my top three tips for actually getting started with doing that.
0: Yeah, awesome. And I also know you have a planner for live video. For like, if people are like, I don't know what to say, right?
1: yes I do have a planner I need to tweak it a little bit but it's, it's quite good still I think what will be better to give them actually I have a new guide coming up that is um, actually shows them how I set up all my video funnels that include live streams and viral videos viralvideofunnel.com in that guide I show them how I create my viral videos I actually show them my best performing videos that have not only gone viral but have generated me a lot of money uh, one of our funnels has made over For $270,000 in JV sales with less than $10,000 in ad spend. And that's only because of two very strategic videos as part of the funnel. I literally show everything. Like, I don't hold anything back in there because I've moved my business in a way that I no longer sell information. Like, I just give all my information freely. People then just come to me to work for implementation, which is totally different. It's more transformational stuff than just like selling courses and selling info stuff like that. Because I mean, I just gave you the info anyway on this podcast.
0: So that sounds like an awesome guide So go to viralvideofunnel.com. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Awesome. Viral viral video. Video yes. Awesome.
1: Viralvideofunnel.com. Yes. Viralvideofunnel.com.
0: And if people want to connect with you online, where can they find you?
1: I am everywhere. Livestream, Katya. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, like Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, and that's L-I-V-E-S-T-R-E-A-M-K-A-T-Y-A, live stream Katya, everywhere.
0: And, and I highly recommend that you follow her on Instagram and Facebook because <laughs> – you have some of the best social media posts. That could be a whole other <laughs> program. But she has some very insightful, thoughtful, transparent Aww. social media posts. So go check out Kadia at Livestream Kadia on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere on social media. And thank you so much for being on the Rebel Speaker Podcast. It's been a pleasure.
1: No, thank you for having me. You are amazing. And I can't wait to hear from your people. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Rebel Speaker Podcast. If you're loving this show, please rate and review it on iTunes. It is the best way for speakers like you to find out about us. And you can learn more about Communication Rebels coaching and consulting services that help business owners and speakers make a bigger impact with their message while building a speaking business on their own terms at DrMichelleMazer.com.